Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Guys, hi. Happy Mother's Day. Here I am. I am actually speaking. I have the power this morning. Oh, how crazy is that? Um, So usually I'm back there, you know, in my own little world doing some weird stuff in the shadows. Because I normally, if you've ever watched me lead worship or worship in general, it's quite the sight. It's, you know, a lot of facial expressions. They try to get good pictures of me. It's just a little difficult because I'm I'm in the mo. I'm in. I'm there. You know what I mean. For those of you who do not know who I am, maybe it's your first time or you're watching online. My name is Jess, and I am married to Pastor Jeff. We've been married for 18 years. What? Am I am I seriously that old to be married for 18 years? What's going on? We have three amazing boys. We have Michael, Ben, and Luke. Michael, stand up. <laughs> Michael, Michael wants to say something really sweet about his mom this morning. I'm just kidding. You don't have anything prepared? Jeez. All right. That's all right. But I love my boys. They're amazing. Go ahead and put that picture of, of them, just in case you don't know what they... Oh, not that one. <laughs> that's Michael. I'm just kidding. There they are. Aren't they cute? Oh, they're so cute. Luke's cheesing so big in that one. Okay, now go to the next one. This is what they really are that if you are a mom of, that has boys, you understand that your household is probably crazy. They're usually wrestling or farting or something. If the word fart <laughs> offends you, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that in church. Um, but there they are. They're so sweet. I love them so much. Um, so our household is a little crazy. We um, are highly involved in sports things after school. There's constant open gyms, practices, things going back and forth. We're never really home. And um, it's just crazy. Like life is just really crazy sometimes. And speaking of crazy, my husband last week <laughs> showed a picture that he was not supposed to show. But I, this morning, I'm going to defend myself a little bit. Okay, here we go. You ready? Come on, get excited. I'm going to defend myself because there have been one too many stories told about Jess Workmeister on this stage, and I've got the mic, so we're going to do this. See this picture? So he put this picture up, and here's the deal. Um, My youngest, Luke, drew this. This is me. I'm slightly offended by the body shape. Slightly offended by the hair, but it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Six years old. I won't hold it against him. Um, so I said, Luke, that is such a sweet picture. What's in your hands? And he goes, dinner. I was like, okay. And if you weren't here last week, I'm just repeating this. If you've already heard it, don't spoil it. But I was like, okay, that's dinner. So his mom, am I putting the dinner in the oven, getting it ready? He looks at me like, What? He's like, no, that's the front door. I was like, wait, okay, awesome. So we have a really good relationship with DoorDash. I tip well. That's all you need to know. Um, But I would like to defend myself because Jeff constantly says that I'm a bad cook. That's not true, okay? I am, where are you? Shut your mouth. 
I am not a bad cook. I'm an, an experienced cook. I feel like the potential in me is, is there and it's just untapped because his palate is so messed up, right? Yes, come on. My God, I mean, I feel Jesus all over that. I feel Jesus all over that. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. <laughs> no, he's, he is the, one of the biggest eaters in all of the world, at least all of Ohio. I know that for sure. He doesn't like ketchup, sauce, any, any kind of sauce. Like, it does not matter what... It, when you go to an Italian restaurant, it is the most embarrassing moment of my life because he's like, I want chicken parm with no sauce. Just buttered noodles. I'm like, I, I literally apologize. I'm, I'm so sorry. I know this is going to insult your, your chef, but it's okay. He, <laughs> so that is why, that is why I'm a bad cook. I could be a good cook, you know? All right, I'll let that rest. <laughs> you know, he's an amazing husband. And I have to say, since he's here, he wasn't here for service, but I have to say, I'm gonna move this up a little bit, sorry. I have to say, and I have tissues in my back pocket for this. <laughs> he is the reason that I'm such a good mom. He, <laughs> sorry. I know he's going to do this. Uh, he has been such a strong tower for me in the most horrible moments of my life. He's pulled me through and he has taught me how to be like Jesus. Um, I am the mom that I am today because he gives me strength. So I love you. Thank you. Um, so while I'm crying, I might as well just get it all out. Um, my mom is in the crowd today. Um, and I love you, mom. I love you. Um, sorry. I'm such a crybaby. I'm like, and when I cry, it's like a waterfall of like, it won't stop. It's like dripping. I'm in worship and there's like puddles all over, all around me. So I'm sorry. Um, my mom is amazing. She has taught me how to be strong through every season. She's taught me how to hear from the Holy Spirit. And I have a relationship with Jesus today because I watched my mom sit in the living room every morning with Joyce Meyer on. <laughs> I love Joyce. With Joyce Meyer on and just soaking up the word of God. And I am who I am because of her strength. So I love you. Um, so anyways, I'm just a mushy mess. Um, I love being a mom. I love having boys. I am a boy mom all the way through. We have so much fun. But there's one thing that I do know about motherhood. And that is that there is a full circle of emotions that we experience. There's one moment we are on the highest of mountains. Things are going amazing. There's peace in the house. The house is put together. And then there's moments where we feel like, what has just happened there are moments where we're calm and collected. There are, then there are moments where we're screaming to the back seat, stop slapping your sister. There are moments where we feel really close to Jesus and we feel like we're on the right track. And then there are moments where we feel like we have completely failed. And that is motherhood. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not for the faint of heart. If you are a mom in this place today, you know what I'm saying 
You know what it's like to have those emotions day in and day out. It's not easy. But I want you to know this morning that Jesus is super, super proud of you. Whether you've come in and you feel like you're failing, whether you've come in and you feel like you have it all together, come talk to me afterwards because I want to know your secret. I want you to know that Jesus is so proud of you. And the fact that you're sitting in here this morning and the fact that you got up, got your kids ready, put them in the car, threw some granola bars in the back, took them to church and put them in class, and you're sitting here seeking after Jesus, I want you to know that's a huge deal to the heart of the Father and that he is super, super proud of you. Um, today, I don't want anything that we talk about. I'm just going to, it's going to be kind of a shotgun approach. It's going to be like a lot of different things, but it's all from my heart and it's things that Jesus has taught me. But I don't want there to be any sense of condemnation. I don't want the enemy to kind of weasel his way in and start telling you, well, you don't do that. You don't do this and that. I want you to be confident in who God has called you to be and know that he is so proud of you and that anything that the Holy Spirit speaks to you today is going to be life-giving because he always gives life. The enemy will speak death. The enemy will speak condemnation. The Holy Spirit will always speak life and love and confirmation. So this morning as we approach the word of God about motherhood, I want you to be secure in that and know that the voice of Jesus is kind and loving. So I was praying about this morning and I'm like, Jesus, you know, like I am a mom and what do you want me to speak about? Like there's so many things in my heart. It's like with motherhood, you could take so many different approaches. It's so complex. There's so many different situations. We're dealing with the heart of the mom we're dealing with the kids. We're dealing with the world today. There's so many different things. So I asked the Lord, Jesus, what do you want me to talk about? And his answer was very, very simple. He said, I just want you to talk about spending time with me because that's really what matters. That's really what matters. So let's go to Luke 10, verse 38. And this is a really familiar story, but allow the Holy Spirit just to speak something to you fresh today. Pay attention to what he's saying. Luke 10, 38, it says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. Mary sat down attentively before the master, absorbing every revelation he shared. But Martha became exasperated with finishing the numerous household chores in preparation for her guests. So she interrupted Jesus and said, Lord, I just, I, I try to picture like what she sounded like. I wish I knew her better, you know, like her personality, what she looked like, her voice tone. Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister left me to do all the work by myself? You should tell her to get up and help me. Can you imagine talking to Jesus like that? It's like, what? What are you doing? The Lord answered her, Martha. My beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by so many of these distractions? Mary has discovered the one thing most important. By choosing to sit at my feet, 
She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. Sitting at the feet of Jesus is a privilege. And when we sit at the feet of Jesus and we quiet our hearts and we listen to the Holy Spirit, he brings revelation, fresh revelation. Not from the things that we used to know, but new perspectives. If I did not sit at the feet of Jesus on a regular basis, my perspective on life would be so skewed and messed up. I would not be the mom that God has called me to be. It would be impossible. I can't do that in and of me. Because every time I'll get sidetracked by something, there will be some kind of a distraction that the enemy will throw into my life to pull me away from that. Sitting at the feet of Jesus is where we find our identity. Sitting at the feet of Jesus is where we find our peace. Sitting at the feet of Jesus is where we find our security. And as moms, if we are not okay in ourselves, if our soul is not okay, there's no way that we can accomplish everything that Jesus is asking us to do. Being a mom is such a privilege to be able to raise these babies into men and women of God that are going to stand in these times where the truth has been completely thrown out the window and they are going to stand and be firm and fight against the lies of the enemy. And we get to raise that. We get to steward that. What an amazing privilege that that is. What an amazing privilege that the Lord has given us these gifts to steward and to raise into great warriors for Jesus. There were many years as I raised my boys and I, when we were first married, it was, it was hard. It was super hard. We were just, we had just gotten married. We had Michael year and a half later, <laughs> year and a half later, we had just moved to a new state. Uh, we had just started a new job in ministry. He was a youth pastor. If you've ever been a youth pastor, how many, <laughs> probably, probably not very many, Christian, Christian knows what I'm talking about. But being a youth pastor, you're just, you're, you're constantly, you're constantly busy. You're just texting students, hanging out with students. It's amazing. It's, it's such a great job. But at the same time, it took so much out of us as a young couple with young kids. And I can remember the feeling so lost, feeling so confused. And I, I thought, honestly, that sitting at the feet of Jesus was just kind of a, a side thing that I should do, that the real meaning in my life and the real purpose in my life was just being busy, just doing, 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 doing. And it was all actually in the name of Jesus. And it was all actually good things for the kingdom. But it left me really confused and lost. And I needed that fulfillment from Jesus, from sitting at his feet rather than just doing things for the kingdom. So this morning, I am going to share four things. I'm, I'm a lot quicker than Jeff. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as, I just admire how you can just like literally just, you know, go there. I have four things, <laughs> not five, four. Four things that I've learned just sitting at the feet of Jesus. 
And they're really, they're really simple, but they're really profound. Because when, Lord, when the Lord speaks something to your heart, he's not going to speak something that, isn't, that you aren't able to accomplish. He's going to speak something that you can receive and take in and say, yes, Jesus, give me the grace to do that. So number one is this. Hearing from the Holy Spirit is everything. John 16, 13 through 15. This is in the Passion Translation. But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal prophetically to what, to what is to come. He will glorify me on the earth, for he will receive from me what is mine and reveal it to you. Everything that belongs to the Father belongs to me. That's why I say that the divine encourager, the divine encourager will reveal what is mine and reveal it to you. We need the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left the earth, he he gave us the Holy Spirit because he knew we were going to need help. He knew that we were going to need a divine encourager that is going to hold our hand and walk us through every day, sharing revelation on how we should live our lives. So when the Holy Spirit speaks, he speaks knowing our children better than we do. He loves our children more than we do. It's really hard to think about that. But Letting go and let the, letting the Holy Spirit speak and trusting what he says is, is a huge deal to a mom. And it's not always a comfortable thing because you just, you're releasing your babies and it's just like, you know, I used to hold on to my boys so tightly um, and I was scared of letting them go. I was scared of really releasing them to Jesus. And we dedicated them as babies and and... And we, I trusted the, trusted the Lord to a certain extent. But I didn't realize that I was holding them back so much. And being in ministry, sometimes you could, you, you're like, you know, ministry is hard. And I know that all three of my boys are called to ministry. And I'm like, you know what? God, ministry is really hard. And I know that you're calling my, my kids to live in this and to, um, and to be great men and women. Not women. <laughs> Just men. <laughs> Not women. <laughs> to be great. <laughs> To be great men of God. But I'm scared to let them go because I know that they're going to have to go through some really hard things. But the Holy Spirit is just so good. He knows exactly what our kids need. And he told me, he said, Jess, they will not be happier anywhere else but right in the middle of my plan for their lives. Why would you try to hold them back from what I have for you? I know what's best for them. I know where they will be the happiest. I know where they will find true joy and contentment and satisfaction. It's in me. So letting go, hearing the Holy Spirit, for our middle son, Ben, he is, he's really something else. He is a a complex child. He's so sweet. (laughs) And he loves, he loves tech. He loves like computers and games and all that stuff that I have no idea. I, I don't know any of that kind of stuff. But I'm like, Jesus, just give me like a connection point with Ben. Like I just, I need a connection. And I know you know the way to his heart. And he told me, he said, 
start giving Ben intentional hugs just throughout the day. Just give him a big bear hug. And I was like, well, he's going to think that's really weird because he's 11 and he's, you know, he's like, mom, you know, get off of me. But no, every time I hug him, it's like he melts. He's just like, you know, it's a connection point between him and I. And it really allows me to speak into his life more. It allows me to just love on him and show him love, the love of Jesus. And I really feel through those hugs that he does feel the love of Jesus. But the Holy Spirit knew that specifically about Ben. If I were to do that to Michael, he would, you'd probably punch me, probably. Michael doesn't receive hugs very well. But Ben is just like all about it. And the Holy Spirit knew that. Now, for Michael, he's called to worship, right? You see him up here worshiping. He's an amazing kid. He's, he's honestly so good. <laughs> um, we've never had any, like, major issues with him at all, except for getting up in the morning. That's probably the biggest issue. <clears throat> but I'll take that. I'll take that all day. But Michael is not exempt from the attack of the enemy. And so... I still have to approach the Holy Spirit and say, you need to reveal to me concerning Michael if anything gets off track. And it has before. I mean, little things, little, you know, whatever that we feel the needs an adjustment. But that's hearing from the Holy Spirit. And as moms, listening to the Holy Spirit and being at the feet of Jesus and being very tuned in with what he's saying, he will help us and guide us into all truth concerning our kids. And you never have to worry. You can trust him. You can trust what he says. Number two, watch your words. This is a biggie. This is a big one to me because I know the power of it. Proverbs 18.21, your words are so powerful that they will kill or give life. The King James Version says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. God gave us the incredible opportunity and authority here on the earth to speak into existence life or death. And we have the choice every day to speak either life over our kids or death over our kids. I cannot tell you how many times being a kids pastor for a couple of years, How many times did I heard parents walk into the room and just say, my kid is a terror. My kid is a mess. My kid is wild all the time. And I'm just thinking, okay, well, (laughs) I know why they are. It's because you're saying it. Or they approach things out of fear. They say, I'm just so afraid that, you know, Johnny's going to get hurt. Or I'm so afraid that Johnny's going to, like, run away with you know, some friends and find bad influences. And they're approaching and speaking things of death out of fear. When the Lord has called us and given us the authority to speak things into existence, to speak life over our kids, to plant seeds in their heart. I feel like we underestimate this. I feel like it's that parents think, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, my kid is wild. Well, just because it's reality doesn't mean that it's the truth. Start speaking the truth over them. 
If you want to see them succeed in life, start speaking that over them. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you that Michael is a man of God. I thank you, Jesus, that he hears from you for himself and not just through me and Jeff. I thank you, God, that when he worships, that his heart is so connected to you that he feels you. I thank you, God, that you are preparing his wife someday. I thank you, God, that there's boldness in Michael. I thank you, God, that Ben hears from you and it's speaking that truth. And even if, even if it's not a reality and in front of your face, you're speaking it out of faith. You're planting a seed in their life. And that's so powerful. We can't underestimate it. That's not, that's not an opinion. That is the truth. The word of God says that there is death and life in our mouth. So when you speak things over your kids, it better be in line with the Bible. It better be in line with the Bible. I can remember at the beginning of, um, of the school year, Luke, I have a lot of stories. and I, I, Jeff and I always tell stories because... You know, we've lived through it. <laughs> but Luke started in full-time kindergarten. And when he started in kindergarten, he was a little behind in reading and, you know, letter sounds and all of that kind of stuff. And the teacher said, you know, he's, he's behind. Like he's, you know, we're going to have to really see some improvement this year. They were a little concerned. And I, and I, I knew in my heart, I was like, Stop speaking those things about my kid. Like, I understand. You have to tell me these things. But I'm like, so when I got home, I decided, I'm like, Jesus, I am going to start speaking over Luke words of life. So I started speaking over him. You are such a smart boy. Because I know he is. You are such a smart boy. You are such a good reader. You can spell better than anyone in your class. And I started speaking those things. And you know what happened? When you speak stuff, it goes out into, into the atmosphere. It goes into your ears and into your spirit. And it builds it up. It builds up your spirit. So the spoken word is so vital and so important. It's not just a thought, but when you speak it out. I mean, God created the, the earth in six days by speaking. It's the power of of you speaking it out loud. And when your kids hear that truth, they take it, they listen to it with their ears and it gets into their spirit. When you speak things, it sets into motion stuff in the spirit realm. It sets it into motion. And it actually can affect your physical body as well. When you speak to your children, it gives them confidence when you show them Jesus through what you speak over them, it gives them confidence to live out the will of God in their life. So I encourage you, start speaking over your kids. Start, just, start, just start speaking it. Even if, you, I mean, make sure it's the word of God. Don't speak weird stuff. Like, you are a millionaire in Jesus. Like, you know, you know I mean, you can, but, but speak the, the promises of God over their life. On Amazon, pick, pick, get a book. There's tons of promise books. Get a book. If you don't know what to say, just, just get a book and start reading it over them. Read it while they're sleeping. Let their spirit receive those words. It's powerful. It's really powerful. And I'll just say it's powerful for you too, mom. Speak, things, speak words of life over yourself. 
Because you can't give what you don't have. If you believe that you are trash, you can't speak life over your kids. It's not going to work very well. But if you have confidence and boldness in the Holy Spirit and you hear from him and you know him, then you can speak over your kids that, that overflow, that life will be an overflow into them. So start speaking, okay? <laughs> Number three, and this is, I, this is probably my favorite, learn to laugh. Um, we are, we're a funny family, I think. Are we funny? I think we're, I think I'm hilarious, but... <laughs> But me and Michael, and Michael's like, mom, oh my gosh. Me and Michael, we have a good time. We, we're like best friends. He's my best friend. Um, <laughs> but laughing, the Bible says, is medicine. It's actual medicine to our bodies. If I am down and tired and frustrated, I will quickly acknowledge that there's an absence of joy. And joy is so much different than happiness. Happiness is a temporal thing. It's, it's usually caused by external situations. But joy is something that was given to us. When we received Jesus, you received the fruits of the Spirit from the Holy Spirit. And joy is in us. So when we wake up in the morning, we have the opportunity to say, okay, I'm tapping into that. I'm activating that joy. I'm going to let that joy rule my life today. Not frustration, not disappointment, but joy. And I guarantee if you make it a point to say that joy is, is going to fill my day, there will be so much strength in you because the Bible says it. The Bible says it. The joy of the Lord is my strength. I mean, it was, a, it was a cute little Sunday school song back in the day. I didn't really understand what it was, but it's so true. As a mom, the joy of the Lord is my strength, Nehemiah 8.10. The Bible talks a lot about joy. It's important to Jesus because he has joy. <laughs> He's joyful. We have so many Christians that are walking around and they're like, you know, life is hard, but God is good. Life really sucks right now. Sorry, I said that word. But God is good. I'm having a lot of difficulties, but God is good. It's just like, find some flipping joy. Would you put a smile on your face? Like, my gosh. And it's just, we're, we're zapped of all strength because we haven't tapped into the joy that Jesus gives us. And as moms, it is crucial that we live in that joy. If we don't live in that joy, we will not have energy to do what God's calling us to do. And it will become more of dread. You'll wake up dreading the day. Been there, done that. There have been so many mornings where I have woken up and I just dread all of the responsibilities and the things that I have to do. You know, there are some mornings that I wake up and I'm like, Jesus, I don't feel like doing this. I just don't feel like doing this. But I'm going to choose joy today because I know that you have purpose in this day for me and for my kids. And I know, and I don't want to miss out on that. And I know that if I, if I, if I dread this day, that I'm just going to miss you completely. And I want your strength. I want to feel strong today. I want to feel like I can do anything today. I don't care how you, that joy comes from Jesus, absolutely. But you know what brings me joy? It's like getting in the car and blasting Celine Dion. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just brings me 
so much joy. The other day I was driving and I was like, I just like, I'm, you know, just having a, a poopy day. I'm just tired and stuff. I put on a little Celine and my gosh, I was like, this is the best thing ever. It was bringing me joy. So joy is good. Joy is contagious. Get around somebody that has a lot of joy and I guarantee you, you get, you're going to be around somebody that's a lot of fun. Put a smile on your face, moms. We are an example. We are an example to our kids. We are an example to our kids of the character and the nature of of God. We are here in the flesh showing our kids the character of Jesus. And he's given us that responsibility. And I'm telling you, you, if they see you here at church worshiping, doing all the things that you're supposed to do, and then you are a total grump at home, and they never know when you're gonna turn into like this monster, you are misrepresenting the character of Jesus. And they are going to start second guessing, is God like this? At church, I feel happy and I feel light and I feel joy. But at home, I'm like, I never know when mom's gonna freak out because there's Cheerios on the floor, you know? They can't live like that. Your kids cannot be like that. They can't, they can't have that mentality. They have to see the care. And that doesn't mean that we have to be perfect. There are going to be times where we yell about the Cheerios on the floor. It just happens, right? But if we are consistently in the presence of God, sitting at the feet of Jesus, and we surrender to him in the morning, and we say, God, and I think there's something so special about the morning time, like waking up and just realizing, Jesus, I have a decision to make right now. My grandpa, who we called Papa, had a journal, and every morning he would write happy slash sad, and he gave himself the choice whether to be happy or sad that day. And there it is. It's our choice. And I think he would circle happy. (laughs) He was pretty happy. He was pretty happy. But he would circle happy. And and you know what? I loved being around him. And I want my kids to love being around me. I don't want to be this back and forth kind of mom where it's just they, there's no consistency and they don't know what's, what's up or down and then they get a skewed perspective of what Jesus is like. I don't want that. I want them to experience the joy of Jesus, the joy of knowing Jesus. Jeff and I have learned to major on the majors and minor on the minors. I think it's super important to keep that in mind every day. Not everything is a big deal. Um, There are some things that are non-negotiables. Loving Jesus, obviously, is a non-negotiable for us in our house. Serving him. But minor things... We try to be very sensitive to the Holy Spirit. If that minor thing we feel like will kind of claw its way in and, and become a bigger deal, then we'll take care of it. But if it's a minor thing that we're like, okay, Lord, like I, I don't feel like I need to, I need to like hound them about that. We really hear from the Holy Spirit and we're, we're trying to gauge our, the best. Like we don't want things to get legalistic in our home, if that makes sense. We don't want them to feel constant condemnation and constant, like, we're just watching for them to mess up. 
There are major things that are non-negotiables, but the minor things were like, Holy Spirit, is this a big deal to you? Because if it's not a big deal to you, I'm not going to spend time hounding them over this because I don't want them to get into condemnation and into guilt. But if it is, we'll take care of it. Um, So it's just a little side note right there. It just comes back to the Holy Spirit, hearing from him, knowing him, knowing his voice. If you don't know where to start with the Holy Spirit, it's just like any other relationship that we have. You just have to spend time with him. The more time that you spend with the Holy Spirit, the better you'll be able to discern what he's saying, what he's speaking, where he wants you to go, what he wants you to do, how, you, how he wants you to deal with certain things. And if you're not listening to the Holy Spirit, you will not, you won't be able to navigate through things easily. Band, go ahead and come on up to the stage where I'm going to head into my last into my last point. Point number four is this. There is an abundance of grace available. I've talked about a lot of different things this morning. It's kind of a big <laughs> buffet of ideas and, and things, but, but this is super important. Because moms, we cannot do anything on our own. If you try to do things out of your own strength, it's going, to try, you're, it's going to turn into striving. And then striving will always lead to failure because you're trying to do it in your own strength. And I encourage you to tap into the grace of God that is readily available for you. We need his grace, all of us. We need his grace. His grace is the thing that makes it possible to follow his will. Second Corinthians 12, nine says, but he answered me, my grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses for when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. God cares more about your ability to lean into his grace than your ability to get it right. Lean into his grace in every aspect, whether it's your relationship personally with Jesus, you can't fix yourself. Lean into his grace. Whether it's the relationship that you have with your kids, maybe your kids are older and you, you don't have a good relationship with him, with them. Lean into God's grace concerning that. Let him speak into that. Maybe every day you're just running around and you're like, God, I'm so distracted. I don't know how to get a grip. I have, I have a one-year-old, I have a three-year-old, I have a four-year-old and I am tapped. I don't know what to do. I can't find joy. I can barely find socks. I'm telling you that there is grace for that. There is grace for you. Today, there's an abundance of grace because he says that he will show off through your weaknesses. When you are weak, he is strong. We get so hard on ourselves because we try, we try, we try. We strive. We want to be perfect. But Jesus is saying this morning, mom, no, it's my grace. And my grace makes it easy. 
You can wake up in the morning and you don't have to dread the day. You can find joy because my grace is abundant. So stop being so hard on yourself. Stop being so hard on yourself. Stop telling yourself that you're failing. Stop telling yourself that you're missing it. That's a lie from the enemy and it's condemnation and you shouldn't take that. He cares more about your soul than he cares about perfection. He cares more about your soul than he cares about that organic meal that you, that you didn't make for your kids. He cares more about your soul than he cares about your kids having the best school project or this or that. Are those things important? Of course, they're important. It's part of life. You have to do it. But moms, we are going to miss it if we don't lean into the grace of God. If we don't every day sit at his feet and say, Jesus, what do you have for me today? Where do you want me to go? How, what do you want me to say to my kids? How do you want me to lead them? I want them to be the men and women of God that you are calling them to be. In this day and age, we need warriors for Jesus. We need children that are full of the Holy Spirit. Because I believe it with all my heart. Sometimes my kids will come to me and tell me something. And I'm like, that was Jesus. They're prophesying over me. Because their little hearts, their soul, their spirit, it hears from Jesus. And we're stewarding that. It's so beautiful the way that God has created this. It's so beautiful the privilege that he's given us moms to carry this load. And yes, it's a load. And yes, it's tiresome. But it is so worth it. And when you stand before Jesus someday, I guarantee you, mom, that he will look at you and he will say, I saw it all. And I am so proud of you. Thank you for being at my feet. Thank you for taking the time and listening to the Holy Spirit. Thank you for speaking words of life over your kids. Because that's what matters. That's what matters. Not perfection, but just that we're surrendered. Just that we're surrendered at the feet of Jesus. So this morning, mom, you are doing a good job. The enemy cannot steal anything from you. The only authority that the enemy has is what you give him. So if he comes to you and he says, you're failing, if you believe that, then you've given him that. If he comes to you and he says, you're failing, and you refuse to believe that, that he has no power. He has no power. So this Mother's Day, I just want us to be encouraged. I want you to lean into the grace that God has for you. I want your heart to be encouraged. I want you to leave this place full of energy because the joy of the Lord is your strength. He's crazy about you. He's crazy about your kids. And he loves you and he loves your kids more than you will ever know. So let's do this. Let's have all the moms go ahead and stand together. <clears throat>
there's one thing I know, I know that Elevate Church has a lot of amazing moms. Yeah. <laughs> We've got some amazing moms. And the enemy would love to do nothing more than to ruin that. But listen, you guys are strong. You are so strong. Stay close to Jesus, sit at his feet, hear from him, hear from the Holy Spirit. Allow the Holy Spirit to prophesy in your heart concerning your children. He has a lot to say, no matter what age that they are. Your job is not done, no matter what age. Prophesy over your kids, speak words of life over them, plant those seeds every day and watch what happens in their hearts. Watch the men and women that they become. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you for these moms. I thank you, Jesus, that they are so precious to you. That you see them, you see it all. You see the good, you see the bad, you see the times where they're tired, you see the times where they are just hitting it on the mark. And no matter what, you are crazy about them. You are crazy wildly in love with them. Father, I ask that a strength will come over them, a grace will come over them, Jesus, at every moment of the day that they will find themselves so surrendered to you and so filled with joy that strength is overflowing, that it's overflowing in their lives, that their kids look around and they're like, I wanna be just like mom. I wanna know Jesus like mom knows Jesus. Father, we surrender to you. We give you our hearts. We give you our lives. We give you our kids. We surrender our kids to you, Holy Spirit, because you know them. You know them. You love them more than we could ever love them. Father, I thank you, Jesus, that all of the hard work, all of the seeds that we've planted, all of the words that we've spoken, Jesus, that we will see things happen in our kids' lives like never before, that it will pay off, that we will see your promises come in their lives. Father, we love you, we love you, we love you. You're so good, you're so faithful. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for holding our hands. Thank you for seeing us through the hard times and being there in the good times. We are so thankful. We're so thankful. In Jesus' name.